What is up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to the Slapping Me Wrestling Podcast. Got another episode for you. I guess we can announce, you know, breaking news. Uh, I'm going to start doing an NXT review show uh, here on the Slapping Me Wrestling Podcast. Um, and so you, I moved the slapping meat uh, the the episode of slapping meat wrestling podcast the normal show i moved to recording that till monday night so that i could watch nxt tuesday night um i ended up not watching halloween havoc night one on tuesday just got busy doing other things uh but normally i'm going to try to sit around and, and 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 watch nxt live and so this, the post show would be recorded after uh, NXT goes off the air and then so post it probably sometime around midnight uh, Eastern time on Wednesday morning or like, you know, when uh, Tuesday night after NXT um, on nights where I don't watch NXT to be just like this, where I, I'll watch NXT Wednesday morning and then go in and record the the podcast uh for the episode to review it but what i want to do is is i'm fully on board right, as team nxt right i'm on board as team nxt i'm the captain of this ship i'm team nxt right smackdown's fine but it's not 100 where i where i would want it to be to, for me to say look you know i like the bloodline um but outside of the bloodline and charlotte there's just nothing there you know i like bianca a little bit but i'm just not a big fan of what we would call the main roster right now raw is absolutely i mean there's good parts to it you got you got gunther um parts sometimes i told you i told you on this show this is like if you listen to the show, I told you guys when they started to put Judgment Day on every single show, Raw, NXT, SmackDown, people were going to grow tired of it because they overexposed us to the Judgment Day. We were going to feel overexposed, and then people were going to start to turn on the Judgment Day, and it was going to to feel forced that we had to cheer for them. I told you exactly what was going to happen, right? I, I don't mean to sound, you know, egotistical when I say this, but I've watched wrestling long enough. I feel if you watch wrestling long enough, you pick up on, on patterns, right? And, 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 and you pick up on different things. And I, and I feel, I feel a lot of people don't, let how what what they don't use the past and, and how things have been in the past to, to determine how they feel about the present when it comes to the world of wrestling right and, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about that here a little bit more uh when we talk about becky lynch and lyra valkaria um but i told you all judgment day would would be stale if they continue to overexpose us to it with elements of it on raw nxt and smackdown um and so i i, I don't even know if i necessarily would say i like the judgment day the direction they've turned the judgment day here recently after uh SummerSlam, i've not been a big fan of i haven't really paid close attention to raw i like gunther i like uh g of uh not, I like Vinci, but Ludwig Kaiser. I like Ludwig Kaiser, Gunther. Uh, I think Gable and Otis and 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 the Academy. That stuff's great. The women's division uh, behind Rhea Ripley just isn't really doing anything for me. 
uh, I'm just, I just don't, the, the show itself, I've said this before about Raw, I feel like it's NXT black and gold, but it's now just Monday Night Raw. Um, you know, Gargano's not doing it for me, Ciampa's not doing it for me. Uh, you know, put having people like Natalia and Tegan Knox have title matches and opportunities aren't doing it for me. As much as I love Becky Lynch, that, that right, it's not doing it for me. There's nothing really there outside of Gunther for me to cheer for. Seth Rollins isn't doing it for me, right? And, and the idea of you know the idea right now is just inserts you know CM Punk or insert Randy Orton into this world title picture and it makes it no it's not going to make it better you're going to put some eyes on the on the product but that doesn't necessarily mean the booking's going to be better um that that that's the thing that I don't know I I try to emphasize this right it doesn't matter who the character is if the story being written sucks it doesn't matter if it's Roman Reigns Seth Rollins CM Punk LA Knight, doesn't matter who's performing. If the story being written sucks, if the booking sucks, the show's going to suck. Because booking, what have I been saying all year? Booking is 90% of the industry. 90% of a show is how you're booked. It doesn't matter how good of an actor you are. It does, right? right 90% of the show is how you booked, right? So Raw's not doing it for me. SmackDown, for the most part, isn't doing it for me. You know, the 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 as much as I love Roman Reigns, this whole bloodline shit going on right now, I I'm not I don't want the story to end. I don't want I don't want Roman's title reign to end. I think he's you could clearly tell that the show is better when Roman is there. But that's a that's a bad thing. If you really think about it, that means that the rest of the show you know, it's, they shouldn't have to depend on Roman Reigns being there for it to be a good show, right? And so I think it's going to get better, but right now I'm 110% Team NXT. To me, I will stand by this. There's nothing you can do to prove to me different. I will stand by this statement. There's no wrestling show on TV right now in WWE. In AEW or even Impact. And let me, I'm going to mention Impact here in a minute. There's no TV show better in the wrestling industry, better than NXT. It's the best wrestling show on a weekly basis that's on TV. The best in the entire industry. There's nothing you can do to prove to me different. I'm going to go another step further here. And this is going to, you know, some people might say, well, well, we're going to strip that casual card from you. I'm, I'm going to go a step further. Impact. Weekly episode. I, I went back and watched a couple of them from earlier this year. Impact weekly episodes are better than raw to me. They're they're top three, right? To me, it's NXT, SmackDown, Impact. And Impact may be better than SmackDown on a week-to-week basis, depending on what's going on. Right? I I I I think Impact heavily being slept on. They have a very good roster with very good competitors and and characters and storylines and and is a lot of stuff going on there is unique. If you're not watching Impact, let me tell you how you can watch Impact on a week to week basis. If you don't have access TV, only about fifty million Americans have access TV. AXS TV, which which is owned by uh anthem entertainment which is the company that owns impact they're not leaving access tv because they don't really need a tv deal because they are the t they are the tv deal right they own their own network why would they go right now i think they should go out and and get get you know a tv deal i i mentioned that 
in the in the show that came out Monday night. Um, but I don't think they will in the in the near future. Um, but let me tell you how you can watch up to date without getting an app or anything. How many of y'all have YouTube? How many of y'all have YouTube? Go subscribe to Impact Wrestling. And if you want to watch their weekly shows on Thursdays, here's how you do it. There, there's a button there. You'll subscribe, and then there's a button that says join. Become a member of their YouTube channel. It's $1.49 a month. And you, it's on a delay. So the episode starts on TV at 8. It doesn't start on YouTube till 8.30. But for a dollar and forty nine cent a month, you get Impact TV's weekly episodes, right? And then you can also watch their pay per views if you don't want to, uh, you know, uh, create an account on on Fight TV where they normally put them. You can watch them on YouTube. They're only like I think they're forty dollars for each one. Most of them may be cheaper. I know Battle for Glory was forty, but that's their WrestleMania event. I'm assuming all of them are $40, though. Right? And it's it's very entertaining wrestling. Right? It's very entertaining wrestling. It it's it's I'm I'm willing to say that NXT's number one and Impact could be number two in terms of best weekly TV show. The problem is 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 there's just not eyes on it, so no one's talking about it. But I'm gonna sit here and start talking about some of this shit, right? Because and people are gonna say, "Well, that's the that's the stuff, the hardcore." No, no, no. Again, this is why this is why we can't make generalizations and hard lines on what makes you casual and what makes you what makes you hardcore. Casual is a mindset. It's looking at the show and saying it's a TV show, right? It's a mindset. It's a spectrum. I'm a casual fan, but I'm not as casual as some casual fans, right? I think I think a lot of casual, and this is just a personal feeling. I feel a lot of casual fans uh, and I think a lot of casual fans have this mindset that because they're casual, they can't be educated. They can't be educated in the business. And then that's a bad, right? I'm a casual football fan. Never played football. I should have. The greatest regret in my life, the greatest regret in my life was uh, for four years, the four years I play, I was in high school, the offensive line coach bugged the living shit out of me. Every single day. He, he was the, he worked in the office. He worked in, in the, uh, he worked uh, in the, um, ISS room, which, and he would stand out in the hallway, which was the room my home room was in every year, uh, every, uh, every week. My freshman year, bugged the shit. Out. You sure you don't want to join the team? You sure we're looking for an offensive lineman, right? But I was, I was, I was, um, uh, I was hard headed. I wanted to play tight. I wanted to be Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski is my favorite player ever. And I wanted to be the next Gronkowski. And I wasn't going to play offense. I didn't want to play offensive line. I didn't want to play tackle. I wanted to play tight end, right? And it, the the biggest re, uh, regret I have in my life is not trying out for football, not playing on the football team because, because of the position they were going to put me at. Biggest regret ever because now you look at some of these offensive tackles, especially if you play on the blind side, getting $30 million a year, big regret. Not saying I would have made the league, but the, you know, I, I big regret, big regret. That that's the biggest regret in my life was not playing football. Right? I've never played a down of football in my life. I still talk about it. I still get educated on it. I'm not. I, I'm not going to meet and greets though. I'm not going to. I'm not in any Patriot group chat. I'm not in. You know, no, I'm a casual football fan. I sit and watch my team. I'm passionate about the Patriots. I'll talk shit all day, especially to a Bills fan. But I'm a, I'm a casual fan. 
Because your fandom, fandom's a spectrum. There's not a, oh, you do this, so you're hardcore, or you do this, you're, 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 you're kind of, no, it's a spectrum. And it's a mindset, right? Football doesn't consume my life. Wrestling doesn't consume my life, right? I think we need to make that clear distinction of, of what makes you casual and not. And not right. So, because people will come to me and be like, "Oh, you watch NXT? Oh, you watch? You, you like TNA? You're you're a hardcore? No, no, no. Those are the only two products I like. And if that's all I watch, and I watch them passionately, with the I with, with the understanding that it's just a TV show, and I'm not going to make it my entire life, right? I'm not going to sit there and cry because something happened on TV that I didn't like." Right. There's actually been a study. There, there's been a study uh, that, that, that's been released. I don't remember who did it or, or even where I saw it, to be honest. But I saw this study that people who hyperfixate on celebrities and TV shows are less intelligent. Now, I'm not sitting here saying I'm more intelligent than people. Don't, don't get that message. But, but, but there's, a, there's a section of the of the internet wrestling community who hyperfixates on what happens on the show and i believe it comes from a a a place of they don't have the logical reasoning to understand they that they, they know that it's scripted but they don't have the logical processing in their mind to understand that it is a tv show right because and I understand we all have our favorites, but it's a show. Just enjoy it. That's how I look at wrestling, right? That That's my view at wrestling. And so when I say Impact and NXT are my favorite shows, it's because they, they do what I like the best. Characters, vignettes outside of the arena, good production quality, right? It may not be like, a thousand it may not be 15,000 people but if that's your criteria for what makes a good show is how many people are watching you that's insane i've went to plenty of indie shows in front of a thousand people that that put on shows that have been better shows than some raws and smackdowns from 2016 to 2019 if you watched wrestling from 2016 to 2019 you know how bad raw and smackdown were you know how bad it was for those three years, how awful and repetitive that that those three years of wrestling were. I've been to indie shows in, with 500 people in the crowd that put on better shows than that. With a little bit more character work than what we saw on Raw and SmackDown in 2016 to 2019. So how many people are in the arena or how many people are watching doesn't determine if it, the show's good or not. Right, so so we have this war between NXT and AEW, and and AEW saying, "Oh well, you know we're we're the be- you know we're the better show," or or they they show the rank the ratings. We have we, we have this big talk about the ratings. Um, and to me, I'm not a ratings person. I don't care about the ratings. I really don't. What I care about is is the show that that you is the show you put on TV. How good is that? What is the quality? I don't care about the quantity of viewers. I care about the quality of the show. Right? Quality is more important than viewership in my opinion. It could you could have four viewers. Now you're not going to go very long with four viewers. I understand that. It, let's up the number though, but let's not be so. Uh, let's not exaggerate that much. You could have four thousand viewers in the arena, and uh, a three hundred thousand watching on TV. So I just described rampage and collision to you. But here's the problem: is the show good? If collision was good, people would watch it. If rampage was good, people would watch it. But the, the quality of the show sucks. It's not watchable television. There's no reason to, to watch it. Right? And so NXT averages 650 to 700,000 people in an arena that probably sits 2,000 free tickets. By the, by the way, it's first come, first serve 
free tickets. Right? So it's not like they're making money off of people going to NXT. But it's it, the quality of the show is so much better. It leaves you watching and wanting more. There were we're gonna go over Halloween Havoc as soon as I quit ranting here. Um, and you know, I, I there were moments in this show where people have emotional connections and 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 and, and you just there were moments of the show where I just felt pure joy, like pure happiness watching the show that I just got done watching. There were moments of this show where I was so hooked into what was going on on, on the TV that you forget. Like, like that's, that's the connect. Can you connect with the, with the fan on that level? Raw doesn't do that for me. Raw has me sitting on my phone scrolling while I'm uh, while that's background noise. SmackDown the same. Unless Roman Reigns is on the screen, I really don't pay attention to SmackDown all that much. They just don't give me a reason to. NXT gives me a reason to care. And so that's why I'm team NXT and I don't really see a lot of NXT post shows. And 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 for I want to be the person that a casual fan can tune into this show. And, and and if they watch NXT, right? Because my, I feel the, the, the feeling that I get, this is, this is how I feel. The feeling that I get is, is honestly that if you watch NXT, you're not casual. That's what I get. I pick up from, right? That's my perception. And I've always said perception is reality. I've all, my perception of how NXT is treated in the casual world is that it's not, for the casual fan. But if the casual fans would just try it, if they would just taste and see that NXT is good, if they would just try a little bit, they would understand that everything they're looking for and in character work and storyline and good production value, everything they're looking for that they think they can find in SmackDown, that they think they can find in Raw, if they would just watch on Tuesday, they would find that plus some. If they would just get out of the mindset that NXT is developmental, and I don't know these people, right? I guess what NXT does a very good job doing, explaining to you who people are. And it, in, in in a world in which the internet is literally at your fingertips. The internet is literally at your fingertips. There's no excuse for you not to pull up YouTube, which is the second biggest search engine in the world behind Google, who owns YouTube, right? So Google and YouTube are the two biggest search engines in the world with TikTok entering, I think, three or four now, right? And... YouTube, go to YouTube, search any of these people, and you could you could find videos on them. Just because you claim to be casual doesn't mean you can't take steps to get educated in the product. There's people who would love to sit here and explain everything about NXT to you. Uh, you know, being a casual fan to me is not an excuse to be ignorant to the product. It's it's not an excuse. That's that's how I feel about it. And there's no one really talking about NXT from a casual perspective. I think if casual fans would sit down and and watch NXT with with open mind, forgetting the notion that uh, that's been in. in indoctrinated in their head i'm uh, they we've been indoctrinated as a fan base to say to look at nxt as developmental guys these are developed stars the performance center so so everyone sort of assumes that star walks in star walks in to nxt gets signed to wwe and like their first no no they go to the performance center first is nxt in the performance center yes but that's because they're not on the on, on tour it makes no sense to put NXT on tour. But that doesn't make it developmental. You don't get on TV until you're developed. 
It's, it, you're, 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 it's developed superstars that get on TV, for, even for NXT. So it's not the, like if it was developmental, it would be taking people from scratch, putting them on TV on the night they sign or the week they sign. And, 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 and no, it's not developmental. The developmental takes place on a day-to-day basis at the performance center. And if your idea is because they are at the performance center, that makes them developmental, then Randy Orton going to the performance center, like he has been the last several weeks, does that make him developmental? No, I've said this before. The performance center is for all of WWE. It just makes financial sense to put NXT there rather than rent out, uh, Full Sail University, rather than rent out some small arena across the country and tour them, when you can just have them at the performance center. If you had the finance, like Tony Khan, that's why I've always said Tony Khan needs a performance center, because then he could put Rampage at the performance center and stop renting and stop renting out arenas for longer periods of time for Rampage and Collision when you can just do them at the performance center. It's just financially smarter. But as you build NXT and you get an audience, guess what? Now you can go on tour. If NXT went on tour, does that make them not be development? Like the location, is that all that it takes to make them developmental? What if they started touring the country like they used to? Stop making them developmental? And is, let's stop. Let's not forget that NXT actually does house shows. Now, most of them are in Florida right now. But the plan is to expand that before COVID happened, NXT was on tour. They went to they've come to North Carolina twice. While they were on tour, they toured Texas. They've toured Georgia that I remember of. But then and then COVID hit. So let's not act like NXT is just just because they're shoved into the performance center because it's better financially to do that, that it's developmental because of that. Yeah, but now that I ran it for 30 minutes, let's uh let's um let's let's break down this show. So we start with Roxanne Perez. And um, Roxanne Perez or um, versus um, shit, uh, Kiana James. Yeah, I just had a whole ass brain fart there. Um, and in the Devil's Playground match, this was a fun match. And, I, and I'm fine with Roxanne picking up the win. But let me tell you something. You know who really stood out in this match to me? Kiana James. I said last year Kiana James was going to be someone to look out for. And in this entire year, I feel they've done a very good job building her as this potential star. Right? She has a lot of potential. Um, I just have a question, though. Can we count Kiana James as an ex-AEW wrestler? She was trained by AEW. Uh, I think Sean Spears trained her. Her first ever match was in AEW Dark. Can we can we call that a, an NXT? I mean, for the same thing, uh, Cora Jade's the same way. Trained and and worked at AEW Dark, and then didn't sign full term, long term. I, I can I ask the question, Tony Khan? Do you feel dumb yet? Kiana James is a star in the making if you actually put in effort, right? And before we talk about, I don't really want to go move for move in this match. This was a fun match, and we we made two stars out of it. That's all I really have to say about it. But can we talk about the show itself? Five women's matches? That's fantastic. This is the type of care the women's division needs and you're like well they have a lot of women well yeah and everyone's being used you know who else has a lot of women and AEW has a lot of women and they struggle to get three matches on the three shows NXT put on five in two hours last night and still made the rest of the roster feel useful 
It didn't feel forced like they were giving us an all-woman show and trying to force it. No, no, no. Like, I didn't even pick up on it until, like, halfway through the show. I was like, wait a minute. All these matches are women's matches, and this is fun because I've come from the perspective, y'all have heard me say before, that I didn't think an all-women's card or an all-women's show would ever really draw all that much because, uh, let's just be honest, most women's wrestlers are cosplayers. They, they're not. They're not very good at the craft, in my opinion. We got a great show out of this, right? Every single match had some women's influence in it, even the tag team championship match, which we'll talk about in a minute, except for Lexus King's debut. That was the only match that didn't have women's influence in it, right? This was uh, NXT is where women want to go to wrestle. If you want to be a, a good, if you want to be showcased in wrestling and you're at the tier of making a decision between AEW, which has zero want will or want to promote their women's wrestlers or NXT. I'm choosing NXT because they'll, they'll utilize you, right? There's you have breakout tournaments. You have, you have, you get utilized, right? Five women's matches on Tuesday night. That's crazy amount of women's matches. You you sometimes you don't even get a women's match on an AEW show. NXT does so much better at promoting women's wrestling than anything else on the planet. This is a very very fun match to start the show. Um, we uh, we move then to Alexis King's debut versus Dante Chen. Um, who I mistakenly, before they showed his name, called Boa, because there is another uh, wrestler named Boa. Um, now, I mentioned that for a reason. There's a backstage segment with Chase U uh, that, that happened after Chase U's match, right, when they're talking to Chelsea Green. This is why you got to pay attention in Triple H's and Shawn Michaels' WWE. So much shit happens in the background. Dante Chen's in the background, and he's talking to a guy. That's that's Boa. They're forming a tag team, I'm assuming. Right? But if you don't pay attention to the background, you would never see that. You have to pay attention to it. Right? But, but Dante Chen versus Lexus King. Now, typically, in Vince McMahon's WWE, Lexus King would start. The bell would ring. He would hit, like, three moves in a finisher, and the match would be over. Not with Shawn Michaels. Not with Michael Hickenbottom. That's not going to happen. Shawn's going to respect everyone involved in this match. You know what we got? We saw Dante Chen look very, very good in a loss. He looked very good in a loss. You made two stars. You made Lexus King look good and win his debut match. And you made Dante Chen look very, very strong as a face. You made him look very strong in defeat. That's how you do a squat. I don't even want to call it a squatch match. That's how you do a debut match. We all knew Alexis King was going to win this. But in having him win, you also got Dante Chen to look good. That's how you book a match like this. You don't just have three seconds finisher match over. That's why, right? You don't, we don't need, I don't think there's any place for squash matches in wrestling. Let both wrestlers in the ring look good. Right? That, that's just how I feel. Um, I also have to say, Lexus King is going to be great, man. I'm a big fan of his ever since I met him. I've met him. He's a great human being. A fantastic human being. And ever since, right, you, you just have, you have that, like, I mean, I legit, like, he talked to me for, like, 15 minutes. I was the last person in his meet and greet line right before uh, the show he was at was about to start. And there was about 10 minutes before the show started. And he legit, I mean, he was already in his ring gear. So he legit talked to me for, like, 10 minutes before the show started. Like we sat there and and I and I said, man, I, I 
you look so much like your dad. You know, I was one of those fans that did that, right? but I never grew up and watched your dad because I was growing up at the same time you were, right? I was, and I was like, I was like, I told him, I was like, I hope you don't, I hope, uh, trying to remember the conversation. It was like seven years ago. Not really. It was 2018. But um, I, uh, so I said something along the lines of like, I hope you go and pave your own path. Um, I said, I said so many second generation superstars try to be just like their dad or their mom or their, their uncle. And they don't, you know, they don't pave their own path and and, and he's paving his own path, right? He's doing exactly what he needs to do. He's paving his own path. Right. And, and I love it. I love everything about this. I love everything about it. Was it the best match? No, but we, but I don't care about the the in ring flips and shit like that. You know what I care about? What was there a story told? Did people get over? You know, in this situation, you had the ability to make two stars. Now I'm not going to sit here and say Dante Chan is going to be the next big superstar, but he looked very good in the ring. He looked like he could do this, and they're going to give him some sort of TV time now. Uh, the next match. Kalani Jordan, Ariana Grace, Kalani Jordan did what did her thing. Um, this tournament wasn't hard to predict, but predictable doesn't mean don't watch or or that it's bad. Predictable kind of means that it's good. You kind of want to like, like you could have looked at the eight competitors and I could have told you that the finals was going to be Kalani Jordan and Lola Vice before any single match happened based on how they were already pushing those two superstars. Predictable doesn't mean bad, though. This tournament has been fantastic. This tournament, though, here's the thing about the breakout tournament. It's not a, necessarily about who wins it. It's a, uh, you know, Pe- uh, Petrovic. I uh, can't think of her first name off the top of my head right now. Petrovic. And her two matches looked fantastic. You know what? She's not going to win. But now I have my eyes on her to say, hey, over the next 365 days, she could be a star. They're going to turn her into a star. She's very good. Uh, Jada Parker, same thing. Um, every one of those eight women involved looked better than they, they got TV time. People finally figured out who they were. That's the point of the tournament, right? And so have a predictable finish. I'm going to tell you right now, I think Lola Vice and we'll go ahead and spoil the other match as well. Cause they both were sort of the same style of match. Petrovic versus uh, Lola Vice, Lola Vice won, right? So Jordan versus Vice, as predicted. And I'm going to tell you right now, Lola Vice is going to win it. You know how I know that? Because she's she's being pushed better. Though I could see Kalani Jordan because they had a heel one at last year in Tiffany Stratton. So maybe they switch it up to a face and have Kalani. I'm picking Lola Vice. I think it's very easy that they're pick they're, they're pushing Lola Vice. Um and so that that's now let's go to the next match. This is actually my favorite match of the night. And it's the NXT tag team championship match between Chase U and the family. This wasn't a fucking athletic spectacle. This wasn't a super kick party like you get with the, with the young bucks versus whoever the fuck they always wrestle. This became a moment. The 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 family loses their title. Chase U picks up the tag team champ. This was the, there are very few moments in wrestling or in sports in general where I'm in my chair and the result of a play or of a match, you know, if I'm talking football or whatever, it gets me out of my chair and scream. But when Chase U hit the one, two, three, I stood up. I said, let's go. Got out of my chair, walked around the room. I love Chase U. And over the last year, Andre Chase and Duke Hudson has shown what professional wrestling is all about, right? You may find it corny. I find it fun. 
It's fun. It's entertaining. Duke Hudson has won me over. A year and a half ago, he was by himself doing absolutely nothing. I did not like him. They tried to make him this heel character. Didn't he do a match with like Von Wagner that no one cared about? Um, he then enters Chase U. At the time, they still had Bodie before he got released. Bodie gets released. Uh, and, and, and Duke Hudson sort of takes over his spot and just completely changes the course of his career and of the group. Fantastic storyline. You had the storyline with Thea. Now you have JC Jane involved. There's a complex stories with a lot of characters, motivations and reasonings to watch. And that's why I like it. You got to watch every week to find out what happens. Nothing really repeats itself. Entertaining. And now the uh, Chase U is so good. And, and and the family looked very good in this match. This was this was the this was one of the best segments of the night. This was so good. This was so good. If you don't like Chase U. Yeah, go stick it where the sun, where the sun don't shine. I just such a good match, and now there's an opportunity for Thea and J.C. Jane to pick up the women's tag team champions, which I hope they do. It was just such a right. You have the lights out match between Davenport and G.D. Dolan. There's always got to be that one match people don't really participate or care about, and this was going to be it. It wasn't bad. I just, I don't care about Blair Davenport. And I'll be quite honest, I don't think the crowd cares about her either. Because there's not really a lot of boos, right? She won. And it wasn't like the crowd was booing her because she's playing the heel. The crowd's booing her because they don't want her there. They don't really see a reason for her to be there. And this match to me reminded me a lot of what you see on AEW or, you know, the, Right, and, and that's not really supposed to be a shot. I like Gigi. I think Gigi and Liv Morgan would make a fantastic tag team. By the way, I just Blair Davenport. I just don't understand her little what she is. There, there's no real like it was. It's one of those characters where where NXT. You know, one of those times where NXT has really failed to sort of tell me what Blair Davenport is, what she stands for, who she is. Why should I care about her? Right. All I know about her is she's attacked like 18 people, hurt a bunch of women, and now she's in a match against in a feud against Gigi Dolan, and I don't really know why. Right. So not really the biggest uh fan there. We got a uh, Fraser, Nathan Fraser, he's gonna be a star, by the way, challenging Dirty Dom next week. Uh I like that segment. Very creative. You know, these out of uh arena vignettes that I've been calling for for like the last five years you know NXT does them and they work uh, wonder why right people are tired of seeing promos just in the backstage or just in the ring we right so Nathan Fraser actually doing a talk show that's not in the ring oh who would have fucking thought that would work I already talked about Vice and Petrovic um and then you get the women's championship match. This is where I want to sit for a minute. Uh, Lyra Valkyria and uh, Becky Lynch. So before the match starts, before they're introduced, Jade Cargill comes out. She's sitting on the little edge, ledge thing that they have um, uh, where everyone sort of watches from, right? And there's a throne up there. She's up there sitting on it. You know, she's got security who takes her her, her uh, jacket from her. And, you know, she's made a big deal. She hasn't even stepped foot in the ring yet. And she's a bigger deal than she ever was in AEW. Right? And she's, she's saying, look, I'm watching this match. Right? On, on this throne. I'm above everybody. Right? That's the sign we're getting from her. Right? She's a star. 
you get this match and, and we get we, we get the backstory of why this is emotional. They go to uh I don't know if it was a, an actual live view of a of the a pub in the UK or not. We're gonna go we're gonna go with the idea that it was because that's what they presented to us. Um and then um The, the match was the match was very good. Do you see the problem with it? I can't say it was great because the commercial sort of uh, ruined the flow of the match to me. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of picture in picture because I don't. If I can't hear the commentary, I'm not paying attention to the match. I'm be completely honest with you. Um, but this was a fun match. This was a good match. You know, there was parts in this match where each person was was getting frustrated and challenged. You know, both of them did their finishers that would normally put away people. Um, for Lyra, it's the spinning back kick um, or spinning heel kick. And then uh, uh, the manhandle slam from Becky. I think Becky's also had the arm bar on her, the, the disarmor. And none of it could put Lyra away. You know, everyone's getting frustrated. Like, What's it going to take? You know, the, the, that type of story in the ring. And then Lyra uh, about to get manhandle slammed again, rolls through, pin one, two, three. Lyra Valkyria is your champion, right? And what a moment. But I want to sit here. I want to sit here right now and tell you this was fucking predictable. And again, predictable is not bad. And this is where... I feel we have to understand the past to kind of look and, and make predictions. Like people ask when I make predictions for like premier live events, if I'm just guessing or, or no, 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 I'm going off of what I already know about what the company has done in the past before, what these bookers have done in the past before people tend to do the same thing. They, they tend to be people of habit. The business never really changes. What we saw here, right, and when, when, when Becky won the title, right, when Becky won the championship, everyone understood the idea was who, that she won the title so that whoever beat her got the Becky Lynch rub. Becky Lynch is arguably the best woman's wrestler of all time. She will be on the Mount Rushmore of, of, of women's wrestling. She will be. She's already a Hall of Famer, and what and what she's done in her career. Becky Lynch could potentially be the best women's wrestler of all time. And so, when you beat her, that's automatic sign sealed delivered. You're getting pushed. And so, everyone assumed Tiffany was going to win it back. I wasn't there yet. I wasn't convinced Tiffany was going to win it back from her. Because she's already at that level of stardom. She didn't need that rub. I was convinced it was going to be either Lyra Valkyria, Blair Davenport, or Kiana James. With Lyra making the most sense, this is this was hella predictable. When Tiffany lost the rematch, it was hella predictable who was going to beat her. <laughs> it was super predictable. Again, that doesn't mean bad. But I feel like a lot of people watch the show and they don't make their judgments based on what they're actively seeing. They make their predictions based on what they want to happen. And so when something like this happens and Lyra wins the, the, the title from her, oh my God, how, the, Lyra actually won. Okay, but it was super predictable that that was going to happen. Right? If you, if we treat Halloween Havoc as a premier live event type show that they put on free TV. It, right? And so so the No Mercy was the rematch between Becky and Tiffany. So the next big show was when Lyra was going to do it, which was Halloween Havoc. And she'll defend at deadline against, I don't know who, maybe Jade, 
Um, Lyra Valkyrie is a star, though. She's a star. And I'm happy for her. I mean, this was just a great show all around, right? There's never a moment watching NXT where I'm like, oh, this show fucking sucks. There's just not. And you know how many superstars get you? Like, they do backstage, like, interview or, like, promo with, with Tiffany Stratton, right, that they did this week, right, when she gets mimicked by Fallon Henley. And there's, like, 20 people in the background just having conversation, reacting to the – right? right? I mean th- – Y'all want the Attitude Era? Y'all want good storylines and vignettes and promos and and character development? Watch NXT. That's why I'm team black and gold. That's why I'm team gold, right? Y'all could be team red if you want to be bored out of your mind for three hours. You could be team blue if you want to. If 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 you want to be the, the guy who watches the show that gets the most views, and and it maybe has some some decent storytelling, but 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 really, you take L.A. Knight, you take L.A. Knight, you take Roman Reigns and the Bloodline out of there. What is SmackDown? SmackDown's just another Raw. They just have two big names on the show, right? There's only so much that a Cody Rhodes, in the way Cody Rhodes is at. And again, if you go back to my episode or uh, that I just posted Monday night, I I can fix Cody Rhodes. I can make Raw better for you. If you just listen to me, Triple H, listen to me. Corrupt Cody Rhodes. And I give my whole explanation for that in that episode. But NXT is the best show on TV. You can't prove to me any other way. Try to. You're just not going to do it. Try to change my mind. With that, thank you all for watching. Check out slappingmeatwrestling.com for merchandise. Join the, the Discord in the link in the description. I appreciate all of you who listen and watch. Uh, leave us a review on Podcast Networks if you're, that's how you're listening to it. Like, share, subscribe on YouTube as well. Uh, the um, And I will see you on the next episode. Brother, I'm going Run a wild If I like it's a moment Cause lately I've been